Back at it. Here we go. I feel like, did we not do it last week? I can't remember. Listen, see, we've this, been on a run of not doing it. I know, I know. Is that is that more or less why you decided to, to come today? Even though yeah, yeah. There's plague in the house. Yeah, yeah, I'm risking my life. I almost came in, I was going to, because I like a good visual gag now that we're on YouTube. So I was going to come in with like masks and goggles and shit, but I just, I woke up late, you know? Uh, yeah. If you, if you had one of those uh, plague uh, bird-looking masks. Oh, dude, I would love one of those. Yeah, they the best. Actually, I wouldn't really want one, but when I was, like, in my 20s, I would have thought that was real cool, you know? I don't want that sitting around the house. Let me ask you this question. If you could get one yeah. from the Middle Ages. Oh, that from, would be sweet as hell. That was used during yeah. the, pl the plague. Because then my house would be kind of like a museum, you know? Yeah. But then one little, one little cell of that bacterium... Just been hanging in there for 1300 Down in the, the tip of the cone. Right down in the tip. It works its way out somehow. Just been nested in all the sage, you know. Mm -hmm. Or it evolves and it like has legs now so it walks right out of there. It has sex with COVID and becomes the COVID plague. Speaking, of, COVID, speaking of the COVID plague, have you been, uh, have you seen those videos from China? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few of them. I don't know what it means. Um, but just, there's, Part of me, there's like this Rousseauian part of me that's like, right on Chinese. Right, right on Chinese. Yeah, right on. The Chinese. They uh, they did burn down one of those concentra COVID concentration camps or isolation camps, whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. The people just said, burn it down. It's crazy, man. That's like, you know, you think of back to like the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, you know, riots and shit like that. And they're just a bunch of fucking whiny babies, you know? Like, throwing a fucking tantrum over something completely ridiculous. Um, these people, these Chinese people, they have balls, man. Like, because, you know, here, it's like, they're complaining about something that is, like, you know, way more complex than they're making it out to be. Mm -hmm. um, over there, they're complaining about the government locking them into a burning building, you know? Uh, so they've got a legitimate complaint. Also, over here, our government told the police and stuff to stand down and let them do, let them riot, you know? Um, over there, it's not the case. You riot, they're going to crack down on you hard, oh, you yeah. know? Uh, so yeah, I just, yeah, I have respect for them. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how, we'll see how it goes. It's very brave. It is. Would have been braver if it happened sooner, but. Yeah. Uh, but it's very brave, man. Yeah, makes you wonder how it's gonna go. Man, I, just, I hope I don't cough too much in the mic today. Yeah. Especially in this isolated room that we're in. The good news is, Kyle, I've been on the mend for like two full days. Yeah. So that probably means I'm not contagious. Probably. Well, let's hope. Um, just cough away from the mic, you'll be fine. Mm, all right. Just don't cough any bacteria at me. Or viral load. Yeah, I'll make sure that I I'll make sure that I filter that cough appropriately. Yeah. Um. So, while I was sick, I watched some television. I wanted to tell you I watched two shows while I was sick. One of them was Reboot on Hulu. Reboot. Mm-hmm. It's about computer shit. Nope. No. <laughs> it's not it's a about a, not like a bit. footwear. Not a bit. It's about a. A television show from the early 2000s oh, that gets rebooted. Reboot. Yeah. Got it. And the cast. <coughs> I'm not the best with names. But yeah. The cast is. These people. Key. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Johnny Knoxville. Oh. Yeah. It's got a that blonde girl, the blonde secretary from Arrested Development. What was her name? The one uh, yeah, I know who you're talking she's about. She's in it. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, oh, and Paul Reiser. Oh yeah. Now I gotta tell you about Paul Reiser, man. When I was when I was a kid, the television was very different. You yeah. know this. Yeah. Because we were kids at the same time. One of the stand uh, stand up. One of the sitcoms that was on at the time that was popular was called. Mad About You. Mad About You. I don't remember it, but I remember liking it. I remember being a little like, 10-year-old kid, and I would, I loved Frasier. I loved Mad About oh, You. Yeah. I loved those fucking sitcoms. I don't know why, but I did. And uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Paul Reiser since. Oh, yeah? That dude fell off the face he, of the earth. He, he does some stuff here and there, but yeah, he has. you're right. He has been like largely not around. I haven't seen him. Yeah. Now he, now he comes in, and he does the show. And he's fucking brilliant, man. He's brilliant. Yeah. Paul Reiser is so good. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, I remember why I like this guy. And here's the other thing. When I was a kid, I didn't realize what I liked about his character was how Jewy he was. <laughs> because when I was a kid, I didn't know that that was a Jewish thing. The way he talked, the, the way his, his uh, sense of humor. You're going to get us canceled, dude. Um, you know what I mean. So my, my wife works for a, a bunch of Orthodox uh, Jewish folks. And they're great people. But they have a different... Orthodox, huh? Yeah. Like Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, like send their kids to Israel to go to school, and they don't don't drive on Saturdays. They got goys and moils and shit. There's something about that brand of Judaism that I respect more than, like, the super liberal, you know? Mm. Although I think that the the religion makes room for that, so... Yeah. But go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just saying, I didn't realize when I was a kid, because I didn't know, like, the cultural differences... Um, I didn't know that that he, I liked him. He was interesting because he was different, and that difference was because he was Jewish. I didn't know that, but watching him now was like, okay, yeah. that's what I liked about it. He was different. The way he the way he spoke was different, and his sense of humor was different. It's like a, a confrontational sense of humor. It's a uh, I don't know how to if you guys know you you know, but you it's, know you know it's something like that, and um, it's like it's a little bit in your face, but also a little bit like. If you were a polite, if you were like a extremely polite person, which I, I guess I pr- pride myself with being something like that, you would never say the things that this guy says, and uh, so it catches you off guard a little bit, and it's it's hilarious. I love it. So I, I had this revelation that I uh, <coughs> that I liked uh, Paul Reiser this whole time for his Jewiness. Is that a word? Jewiness? Jewiness. Yeah. It's, uh, you shouldn't say it, but yeah, it's a word. <laughs> Saying the word Jewiness is like, most of the time, going to get you in trouble, you know? <laughs> um, that brings us to Kanye. No, I'm joking. Uh, I, I mean, we're definitely going to talk we about it. We should talk about point. Kanye, yeah. You, have you watched any of that? I watched the whole thing. I don't want to skip right to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's been a lot going on lately in his world and I missed most of it but I did see a tiny clip of him on Alex Jones what did he say oh no we don't have to get it right it wasn't about it. what he said it was about what he was wearing oh yeah well you know he's um you know Donald Trump has his way of like his public persona his you know the the front that he puts up to the public and how he like deals with the media and stuff like that yep. and Kanye's got his too you know true Hold um, on, I'm not done talking no, about yeah, Paul Reiser with the yeah. show. Sorry. Um, so, reboot. Reboot. So, okay, so Paul Reiser was the 
um, producer in the early early 2000s when he, the original show was on the air. He was the guy in charge. For the reboot, they, they brought in his daughter. And so... Who plays his daughter? Huh? Who plays his daughter? And nobody that I know of. Okay. Uh, and the first time I've seen her. But the, here's the shtick, okay? They're in the writer's room. The daughter has got her three brilliant comedic writers that she brought in to do the new show. And the executives bring in her dad. And she's like, eh, you know, I'm going to work with this old man. And, uh, you know, he's out of touch. And they didn't have a good relationship anyway. So it's just all this drama built in. But he's this old school guy. And he's Jewish. So he kind of gets a pass for saying the shit he says. And it's like some sexist shit, some racist shit, some a whole bunch of sexual jokes. And it's completely opposite to these three young, diverse, woke, you know, uh, comedic writers. There's a one, like, red-headed gay dude, um, a black chick, and uh, I can't remember the other one. Anyway, they don't get along. So Paul Reiser brings in his writers because he can't, he's, like, hearing the pitches from these these woke comedians, and he's like, there's no jokes in there. They're not telling any jokes. You know, this isn't going to be funny. This is a goddamn, you know, show that's supposed to be funny. So he brings in his old writers. So then here comes in these three dinosaurs, these three ancient dinosaurs, all Jewish, uh, two Jew Jewish guys and this Jewish gal. And they're all in their 60 pluses, maybe even older. And they come in and the fucking contrast between the two groups is so fucking funny, man. And all I can't remember like all the details, but I remember at one point, um, you know what, I may... I've been watching too many shows and I've been sick, so like mixing things crossing up. up in my head. Don't cross uh, the streams. Yeah, don't cross the streams. Point is, it's really good, man. I watched it all the way through. Really enjoyed it. I'm hoping that they do another season of it. Uh, it's, it's just, it's good, man. All right. Not great, but it's good. It's not a rousing endorsement. Not, it's not great, but it's good. Um, I, I would watch it just for Paul Reiser. It's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. You said it's on Netflix? Hulu. Hulu, okay, yeah. then I won't check it out. Um, <clears throat> you ever watch, if you like that, you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I've tried. Yeah? Time or two. The only thing that maybe, it's like too awkward, you know? That's exactly what it was But it's me. so funny, man, and all the Jewy stuff that yeah, you were just, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like they're, like, it's got to be, I would say, probably even more than Paul Reiser. I mean, you know, like Larry oh, David is like, yeah. that's his shtick, you know? Yeah, 100%. But I think you put the nail on the head. Like, I always think about something about Mary or, yeah. or one of those fuckers. Yeah, it's just like way too cringe for me. Every moment of awkwardness so funny, is like, though. I can't even watch it. If you want to sit me down in front of a movie or show and have me watch it, don't put scene after scene after scene of things I can't bear to watch. I, I'm like uh, uh, diverting my eyes and, and eventually get up and walk out because I, it's too much. It's too much. And other people love it, you know? Yeah. It's too much for me, man. It's not like my favorite kind of comedy or anything, but I think that some some things can take that format and elevate to the point where it's it doesn't matter that it's cringe. You know, it's still really funny. Uh, and I think Curb is is an example of that. I've heard rave reviews from so many people. It's so funny, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you like Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah, Seinfeld. I mean, how could you not if you like 
sitcoms of that era. Exactly. Yeah. And it's good. Seinfeld holds up. Yeah, absolutely. Seinfeld holds up. Yeah. But Paul Reiser holds up, man. It was, what was else so, did you watch? The other show I watched is called The Great. Oh, yeah. It's also on, on Hulu. When I came in. It's about Catherine the Great, Empress of Russia. Oh, Kathy. Late, late 1700s, like right around the time when we became a country, to, right up towards the end of the, or the uh, beginning of the 1800s. What made her so great? Well, she was like a reformer. Mm. So um, she gave the uh, the peasants some rights. Yeah, let me let me give you the history that I do not know, and this is all probably wrong. From the TV, this, this is all from the TV show. This is uh, no, they don't really go into too much of the history. Oh, okay. It's a satire, and it's oh. really well done. Okay. Um, but the idea is like the whole show takes place in the the court, right? In 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 the. The royal court, the, royal the cat, court. you know. Yeah, the castle, whatever. Among amongst the, the nobles palace. and shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh my, where to begin? All right, so Russia was like a the last one of the last parts of Eurasia to like modernize. Mm-hmm. One of the last parts of Eurasia to Christianize, and one of the last parts of Eurasia to uh, like. Develop a modern army, to, you know, to embrace like a, a political, uh, liberal political reforms, all that kind of stuff. It's, Russia's always, up to this point, was sort of backwards, and the only reason that they were considered to be formidable is because they had so many people. It's kind of like today, right? I, mean, I don't know. That's probably not entirely fair today, but the idea is they could throw soldiers at you, mm-hmm. and even though their technology wasn't as good, even though their culture wasn't as, you know, vibrant. They could they could beat you because they're just gonna throw bodies at you until you're overwhelmed, and so so anyway that's the context of uh, where the story begins. And Peter, I think his name's Peter, he, uh, the third or something like that. He's the emperor. He's like this twenty year old handsome kid, and uh, he grew up in the lap of luxury. Obviously, his whole life he believed he was you know, um, chosen by God to, be, to lead the country. And so he's a terrible person. And everybody in the royal court is just terrible people. You know, they're just entitled and, you know, just absolutely terrible in every way. And so what they do in the show is they highlight, like, how terrible they were. But they go over the top with it, yeah. which makes it funny. Yeah. But they also pepper in a little bit of, like, shit you don't expect. And some of it has to do with language. So... It's like this prim and proper uh, Middle Ages scene, this period scene, and the way they're talking to each other is like the way you and I might talk to each oh, other. Yeah. And that, I don't know why, I, I like that. It gets me. It gets my funny bone. Yeah. So that kind of shit, I, I for some reason, I really like it, man. Does it for you? Does it for me. All right. Um, so Catherine comes over from Germany to marry this guy, and he's a fucking Oh, she, okay, I know who she is. Yeah. She's yeah. the one who came from Germany. Yeah, princess from Germany, comes over, marries him, and then she basically, over the course of, I don't think it was, it was less than a year, she gets Peter to abdicate the throne and takes over the whole empire. Mm-hmm. And what she, and historically, and this is where I'm just, this is bare bones, uh, historically, she ends up, like, like you were saying, bringing in social reforms, Giving people freedoms, um, you know, stopping unnecessary warfare and all these, all these things that the that the um, the, f- the feudal system and all the things that were being done to like rape and pillage the, the the people, she was coming in and trying to like 
you know, make the, all that better. And uh, she's known for like building museums and bringing in art and science and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And her reign was long, and during that reign, Russia just completely changed. Russia was just, you know, it bloomed. You know, it became a, it became a. Uh, destination at that point so like people from all over Europe wanted to go to Russia for the first time yeah and you know, they had St. Petersburg and anyway so uh, that's the setting of the um, of the show and it's fucking brilliant man it's it's there's this scene where he goes to meet with the king of Sweden because they're at war and this <laughs> guy gets off the boat and uh, and uh, you know shakes the hand of the king of Sweden and they a, a fish jumps out of the pond and they both were like oh shit look at that we got a leaping fish here so the king of the king of Sweden and the emperor of Russia stand there with their pistols <coughs> and they just wait for fish to jump out of the water and they're shooting they're shooting that's pretty fucking and funny and they bond over it you know oh god just some dumb shit I wonder if that really happened I don't know but the uh, but the the um, like poster whatever you want to call it when the show starts, it just says the great, and there's a little asterisk, and it says an occasionally true story. Mm. And so they put in a little bit of facts, but it's mostly just fuckery, and it's hilarious, man. So I don't know, I don't know if that was the great endorsement, um, but that was a better endorsement. Check it out. Check out both of them. Um, I don't usually have the time to sit there and. What's the great on? Hulu, both of them. I'm not gonna be able to watch either of these. I'm not signing up for Hulu. They make you watch commercials, dude. Well, they didn't used to. Um, I I got Hulu with live TV because I wanted to watch sports. Oh. Then you have to watch commercials, and that's bullshit. Well, used to if you buy, there's like levels of Hulu. The lo, like um, the lowest one, you still have to watch commercials, which I think is fucking crazy. So I had Hulu for a while, and whatever my subscription was, never yeah. ever had. Yeah, there's like a, a a higher paid one where you don't have to watch commercials. Yeah. But as soon as you want live TV, the commercials come back, and that's bullshit. That is bullshit because it's way more expensive. It's like 60 bucks if you want to have the live TV. And but you have to watch commercials. The, the thing is, though, if it's live, how are you going to avoid the commercials? It's live. You know, like if a football game... That's true. There's no way around it. But you know what? It's even... And this might not be true, but I think it is. Even on the record, on the recorded stuff, there's commercials. So yeah. so if I... You That's know, stupid. Yeah. So if I want to go over, like, uh, my wife and I will uh, watch a lot of those home uh, repair shows, mm -hmm. you know? So we'll turn on one of those, and it's like, you know, pick the season, pick the show, and there's still commercials. Damn. You can't skip them? No. Damn. Some horse shit. That is some horse shit. I'm definitely never signing up for Hulu. So Reboot and The Great, um, I would recommend for you to check out. All right. That's our, uh, that's our streaming service recommendations for the week. I don't have anything. I haven't been watching any. Yeah, I was going to ask you. No, uh, nothing. I don't think. I still haven't even watched Ancient Apocalypse all the way through. I've watched it like three times. Damn. All the way through. Why? Well, because you don't pick it all up the first time. And also, I like... I feel like I haven't heard anything that is new yet. Like, I mean, there's like some visual stuff, um, but not too much new stuff. There's some, there's, for, me, for me, there was some new stuff. Um, I, we talked about it a little bit already. There was the Gunung Penang place. Mm -hmm. and there was, but that one we knew about because I heard about it on Ancient Aliens. The other one that he talks about that's yeah. in the same area I hadn't heard about. And it's like this giant mountain with those same stone, basalt stone pillars scattered all across the mountain. And underneath that mountain, there's three um, connected 
chambers way deep underground. Yeah. That shit was new to me. That was fucking amazing. Cray cray. Um, but yeah, it's like he's on to something, man. Graham Hancock, he's on to something. He's on to something. But I, I, you bring up the visuals, and I, I, that's part of why I like to rewatch it. Because yeah. I could just sit there and watch, you know, if you could just take like drone footage of different archaeological sites. <laughs> I thought you said Jerome footage. I was like, what? If you could get drone footage of different archaeological sites and have like Morgan Freeman narrate it, I could watch that for fucking days, man. Yeah. Days. Uh, I've been told, this just popped into my head, I've been told that you need to recenter yourself in your camera. You've been told that, huh? Yeah. Who told you that? Man? A listener. Oh. Recenter myself. See, I'm like perfectly in center. Yeah, but fuck off. No, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Look at him touching it. How dare you? I can't touch it, right? I can't make it. I, it it's locked in place right now. I could easily scoot, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know which way to scoot. Yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Kyle. All right, so that brings us to Kanye. Unless you, I mean, you have anything else to talk about? Jewiness. Jewiness. <laughs> well, that's that's on topic. That's on on you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that whole that whole Kyrie thing came up. Oh, and then that 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 clip that where LeBron was saying that uh, whatever the the guy that owns the NBA or whatever he, he had a picture of him um, at the. Arkansas, Arkansas, whatever that fucking first integrated high school was down in oh, South. Okay. And he's like a fourteen-year-old boy in the background, <laughs> and then, and and they're and LeBron's trying to make it out like he's a terrible racist for being oh. in, the, in the picture. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I it took me a second. It's it's uh Jerry Jones from yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. See, I don't even know who these fucking guys are. I thought it, I thought he owned the NBA. No, no, he owns the Cowboys. So what the fuck does LeBron even care? It's not even a sport. I think it's his favorite football team. Oh, really? But grow up, dude. Grow up. You're from Ohio. Like the Browns, like the rest of us. Yeah, and just like, I mean, you don't know. What was going on in the picture again? Like, they're at that school, but is it like a protest or? No, it was when the, like, I think, I think it was when the National Guard were like protecting these black students as they walked into the building. Yeah. And he was just in the background. Yeah. Watching. So Forrest Gump is racist too? Apparently so. Because he was there? And white. Yeah, well, being there while white. Yeah. That's always, yeah. you know. Golly. They say, be careful about you know, that. they say that about black people. It's like, you know, driving while black, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yep. Which, uh, you know, there might be some truth to that in some parts of the country. But um, being in the wrong place when you're white is a surefire way to get called like a racist or a Nazi or something, it you sure know? It is, yeah. It's like, isn't that weird? It's like, you know, there's tons of people, you think about the most, like, polarizing events in our country's history, recent history anyways, uh, January, you know, mm-hmm. J6, mm-hmm. Um, and also Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. There were plenty of, there were tons of people at both of those things that were fine people, Not no kind of, like, heinous ideas, tons of them. But if you were there, you're, you know. But this, this is the thing. This was Jerry's own high school. He was 14 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, he had to be there. He, he had to like, be legally there. had to be there. He would be true. LeBron's a dipshit, there. man. I, 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 do, I have some love for LeBron. Don't get me wrong. But he's, you know, remember that clip where he's like, I didn't go to college. It's like, no, you're fucking dumb, dude. You're a great basketball player, but you just like... I don't think he's ever taken the time to, like, really think through an issue, you know? He just, like, 
it's just all emotion, you know? Yeah. And and when you're rich and powerful, yeah. you think you're right. Yeah. How else could you become so rich and powerful? Yeah. You must be right and honorable. You must be. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I don't, I'm speaking totally out of turn because I don't pay attention to LeBron and never have and never will. <laughs> um, but that dude is racist. Uh, people, people who um, take this stance, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to put words around it. Like if I was, if I was running at 100% capacity in my brain right now, I might be a little bolder and 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 you know trekking down this particular path. But I am, I've been sick for a week and a week plus, man. So let's talk about that. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. But um, finish, I mean, finish what you. I just feel like. LeBron is the type of person who sees the injustices that he saw in his life and thinks that the solution is to do it to the uh, do it to the white people. Yeah. Do to the white people what was done to to, to black people. And that's justice. And that even, is uh, not justice. Even though it's already being done to white people. You know, like it's not like white people I don't know, LeBron is He's a millionaire, you know, at this point. He's a many times over a millionaire. So he's surrounded by these high society people, a lot of whom are white, sure. Um, but I just, I don't know. Does he not remember all the poor white people that he used to know before he was a famous basketball player? Like, there are tons of fucking poor, terrible off white people. Just as bad off as black people. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this idea that, like, just... I don't know, man. It is. It's racism. I mean... The idea that you have to settle the score or even the odds and that two wrongs make a right is absolute bullshit. Everyone knows it. And someone who's as successful as LeBron should fucking know it. You know? So forgive me, but uh, I think he's a racist. And and anybody who thinks two wrongs make a right is a fucking terrible racist. And in that situation. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's not, it's dishonorable, man. It's dishonorable. There's definitely a difference between, I don't know, um, you could call it justice, but there's a difference between, I don't know, re- I don't even know the best word for it, but um, we'll just call it reparations since that, you know, um, there's a difference between like just reparation and like, Okay, you're like taking advantage at this point. You're like, you know, um, you're doing things that are like beyond the pale of what what you should even feel is owed to you. You know, mm-hmm. like you saying that you feel this is owed to you. It's like, why? Why do you feel entitled to just like to do to do to other people what you're complaining about? You know, precisely. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not moral at all. You know, it's like. Things will things will be better. You chop off my my hand or something. Well, things will be better if I could just chop off your foot. What? It's like, dude. What? You know? That's that's how that's how it seems to me. I know that's a that's a, a that, that example one took a took a big leap there, but you know what I mean. It's just it's not not honorable. All right, so let's go back to back to my sickness. So. My folks came up for Thanksgiving, and they stayed for uh, two days because they drove, you know, three hours or something to, to come. And the um, first day was great. Um, well, great. Got, we went, um, no, 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 first day was Thanksgiving. That went great. Second day, 
Went great most of it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, went great most of the day. Then we went to dinner. Mm-hmm. When we came back. My dad didn't say goodnight. He didn't say anything. He just disappeared. He went to bed. And in the morning, he didn't get out of bed. And in the afternoon, he didn't get out of bed. And it started getting to like, well, we got to start heading home now. He was still in bed. And everybody else was like, you know, you know, for those people who don't know the history, my dad's been very sick for very, for a very long time. And, uh, you know, it's a little worrisome. And we're going in there like, you know, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? And we were supposed to be watching the Ohio State-Michigan game together. And uh, he slept the, the whole thing. And we'd go in there and, and try to stir him up. And he's like, go away. <laughs> you know, my dad is, go away. And so uh, that started getting worrisome too. And uh, anyway, we packed him in the car, <coughs> and he slept all the way, all the way home. And uh, that night, it wasn't even that night, it was shortly after he left. I went and laid on the couch and started watching TV, and I started getting chills. So I pulled up a blanket, pulled up another blanket, pulled up another blanket. Next thing I know, I'm asleep. Three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm asleep on the couch. And uh, I woke up and went upstairs, and that was the... The beginning of a week plus of just I, I I don't know how to describe it man like when I had COVID um, the, the first time it was a uh, weird it was I, I had been sicker mm-hmm. it was a weird kind of sick like I didn't feel this that before you know I'd been sicker I had fevers that were higher that lasted longer that made me feel disoriented all that kind of stuff and uh, but when I recovered from COVID, I thought to myself, I've been sicker. I had never been this sick yeah. this time. And I, maybe, maybe it was COVID. Maybe maybe not. And there was lots of... I think it's probably just the flu. That old-fashioned yeah. flu. Lots of viruses going around right now. Um, um, people forget, man. Like, before COVID, when I... Remember when Matt and I were living together in that par- apartment over by, like, um, off of Broad? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, yeah. I, it, I'm, it, I think that's the right apartment. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I got sick as fuck, man. It was just the flu, but it was way worse than COVID when I had it. Really? I mean, I was like fucked up for four days, you know, just like in bed the entire, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like I, I couldn't get out of bed. And it was like chills. Were you like peeing in a gallon jug or something? You're getting out up to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Or did you just not have to go to the bathroom? Well, I didn't. Because you're not taking anything yeah, in. I didn't eat or drink anything for like four days. I mean, I was I was drinking. My, my wife was making sure I was getting Gatorade and Pedialyte and shit like that so I wouldn't die. Yeah. Uh, God bless her. She's, she's She was a champion. Absolute champion. While we were sick. Um, but I couldn't get out of bed. I was getting, I was hot and cold, hot and cold. I was sweating through my clothes. I had a high fever on and off. I, I, the fever was high, and I was, you know, disoriented by it, which is not unusual when I get sick. Sometimes I can even enjoy that, and it sounds a little weird. Sometimes I can even enjoy that when I have a high fever, where it's like, I wake up for a second, and then like, close my eyes, and I'm right back to sleep because my fever's so high. It's like I'm almost like disoriented by it. Part of that's kind of relaxing to me. It's like <laughs> every time my consciousness comes back, it's just like. Oh, we got responsibilities and work and things, and then right back to bed. You know, it's like, forget them. And there's something about that that every now and then it's like you can, you can recharge your batteries with a good fever. Um, 
<laughs> Don't make me laugh, man. It makes me cough. I try not to. Um, but that's how I feel. This was not that, man. I couldn't sleep. It's fucked up. And what was keeping you up? Man, I don't even know how to describe this to you. So the worst, <coughs> the worst night, I, I started feeling better on Wednesday night mm -hmm. um, for the first time. And I thought, okay, I'm on the mend. Th uh, when, that, that following night was the worst night I've, I've had. And I had a fever. I was, you know, like I said, sweaty and sweating through my clothes and like freezing. And oh, it was, oh, it was terrible. And um, every time I would close my eyes to try to fall asleep, It was like, it was like I was having a fever dream, but I wasn't dreaming. And I'll tell you what I mean. We started watching um, Yellowstone. Yeah. I heard lots of good things. Yeah. I'm a fan of Costner. Well, apparently my mom and dad and my brother all love that show and have been fans of it for a while already. I'm just getting into it. But my mom's all, my, my mom was telling me how much she likes the way uh, one of the characters dresses. And it's like this Western style, but it's fashionable. And, uh... There's a website she showed me. She's like, you know, look at all this, all this inspired by the Yellowstone. Look at all this stuff. It's so great. That's the kind of shit I was thinking about. So it's like I would close my eyes and I was seeing like all these, <coughs> all these different, different things off this website that I could buy my mom for Christmas. And I kept trying to like shut my mind up. <clears throat> like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. I'm telling myself this. Like, fuck your boho fashion. Fuck all of this. I don't care. I just want to sleep. And then as soon as I would close my eyes, it was like right back into the shopping, the fucking shopping in my mind. And uh, <clears throat> and it was more than that. Even when I could calm my, my thoughts down to where I wasn't getting images and shit that were like uh, occupying my mind, I had this weird fucking fight with myself where I closed my eyes and even if it was just darkness and quiet, there was still something in the darkness that was looking back at me. And it was like keeping me awake. I don't know how to describe it. It's like I close my eyes, right? I'm feverish. All I want to do is sleep. Nothing going on but black. And in that black, it's just like eyeballs looking back at me that, with wide open fucking eyeballs. Not that I was seeing them, but that's how it felt. Like somebody was just staring at me. Just, you know. How am I supposed to sleep like that? It's pretty weird, man. And that's how it was for like 12 hours. It does sound like you were hallucinating. Like borderline hallucinating. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It was rough. It's... Makes for a, a shitty week, for sure. Shitty. Yeah. I've been a little sick, too. Uh, so I'm hoping that, like, I had whatever you had, just, like, a week or, or maybe have a more robust immune system. Probably not. But um, well, maybe, I'm just hoping that, like, it was the same thing, and now I won't get it from being over here, you know? Yeah, I hope so, man. Me, too. Um, I mean, a couple things. Nobody else in the house cut it as bad as me, I yeah. don't think. And, um... What was the other thing? Oh, I, I don't never leave the house. Yeah. I work from home. I never leave the house. So you go to work. Oh, you're, out, yeah. you're out in the world. You get, you get exposed. Yeah, I must have a more robust, robust that's, immune system. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I thought, like, look, I got two young kids. They go to school, or at least one that's of them That's true. That you, you mingle in with all the other wild animals. You come home, you bring, you bring all the swine flu home, and then I get exposed to it. But... Uh, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. Maybe I'm just pretty isolated. And I don't get a lot of vitamin D in the dungeon, man. And True. Yeah. Viruses are fake, though, so... Yeah, viruses you know. are fake, <laughs> for sure. Um, 
Yeah, man. Being sick when you are really sick, it fucking sucks, dude. Really? You know, I mean, there's like sick sometimes where it's like, yeah, I don't feel well, but it's not that. You know, it's like you can still do most things. It's maybe a little inconvenient, but it's not that bad. Yep. But then there's the real sickness, you know? You can't do shit. Like the disturbed ooh-ah-ah sickness, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Because you're down. I was down with it, for sure. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that might complicate uh, being sick is that I, it forced me to, like, detox from all of the things that I generally be putting in my body yeah no when you have that cough going on were you coughing oh yeah yeah when you got that cough going on there's no there's no smoking of anything you know if you're a cigarette smokers who are addicted to to nicotine it's like how do you not quit like once you have like the flu where you can't smoke for why don't you just like quit but i mean you know addiction's a funny thing it's a funny thing uh, I don't know why the wife is vacuuming the fucking carpets upstairs right now. I hate it so much. It's so fucking rude. Um, anyway. Um, what was I saying? I don't know if it, it's oh, going to tra- translate to the mics. Detoxing, yeah. So I, I, I don't know how much of uh, the symptoms I had had to do with that, but it's like I didn't eat much. Um, I didn't drink much. I, I couldn't smoke at, at all, and I, uh, I couldn't drink coffee. You know, I drink coffee every day and have for 20 years, you know? Yep. Um, so anyway, I didn't have any of that for over a week. And now, I kind of wonder if it's like an opportunity for a quit it. for a first start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I'm going to, maybe I'll try to just, just be sober, clean and sober and pure as the driven snow you know yeah i don't know but i've been thinking about it for a while and uh, this might be an opportunity it seems like it might be an opportunity like i suffered through it already you want that i think so i don't know i don't know like for how, how permanent but it's it, I, I, I think so yeah yeah if anything just to lose just to lose some weight man because uh it's been creeping back on it's been creeping back on yeah yeah I, I probably lost like 10 pounds being sick yeah. Yeah, probably. Maybe more. I don't know. So anyway, you know how I was telling you that uh, there's like a lot of things that you might you might write off as coincidental most of your life, and I always did. That as I started to get more hippy dippy and spiritual in my older age, that I uh, I started seeing those things not as coincidental, but as intentional, as messages. It's like if I find myself in a situation where, like, I've been thinking about it, um, and now I'm in a situation where I've been forced forced through this, you know, process of detox, that uh, that's on purpose. All right. You know what I mean? Sure. I never would have said that before, that, that, that maybe there, that's God throwing me a bone, or it's the universe responding to my desire, you know, but I kind of feel like maybe it is. It is if I say it is. If I if I if it if that's what it means and I make the decision then it is, you know? Mhm. What do you think of that? I think that that's definitely true. What you just said that maybe there's some kind of innocuous meaningless thing that you interpret as this sign that you should do this, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that maybe there is signs 
even if you are interpreting something that is like meaningless, whatever that means, that's funny. Um, but even if it is like uh, what ha meaningless, you interpreting it means that it's not meaningless. Like you, you yourself are giving it meaning, so it has meaning. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I. I and I wonder I'm with you. I wonder how different my life would be if I tried to see more of the world, more of my experience like that. Yeah. Like responding to. I don't know how to put it, man. My brain is not now operating at full capacity. But you know what I mean. It's like if I if I <clears throat> tried to see the things that happened to me as meaningful, like that. Like, mm -hmm. Well, this happened to me. What does? What could that mean? I think that's a good. I think that's a good way to be, even if it's not true. It's I'm not right. saying that it's not no, true. No, right, right. I'm. I think that it probably is. But I think that. Even if it's not, I think that's a good way to, like, operate in the world. I think it'll make you a more, like, happy and fulfilled person to, to believe that that's how the world is operating. Yeah, yeah it absolutely makes the, your daily life way more engaging. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it sets you up for some kind of an adventure. You know, it's like that movie Yes Man or something. If you just say yes to everything that comes your way, who knows what your life might be. And it's something like that. It's like, if everything that happens to me or all the opportunities that present themselves to me is like... I don't have the words for it, but it's like, if all that stuff is... Um, still don't have the words for it. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just, I just think that that might be worth... Uh, worthwhile thing at least for a while as an experiment yeah I don't know give it a shot it's like I see myself behind even though even though I'm pretending like it's the universe that's telling me something or opening up a door for me that it's myself that's that's doing that it's myself you know subconsciously that's doing that but I'm Bro, I'm responding to myself did you just rip one no Something fucking stinks, man. In here? I don't know. I just got a whiff of something. Mm. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. I just had to ask. Nope. Nope. I also don't smell anything. I do. <laughs> ah, boy. Okay. Um, what else did I want? There was something else I wanted to say. It'll come back to me. What else you got, man? Um, it just reminds me when you're talking about like living your life as if there are signs and that they mean, you know, that they're like real and not imagined and that, you know, that reminds me of when we were talking about Orthodox Christianity and I was talking about just operating in life as if it is all true, whether you believe that it is all true or not, just yeah. operating as if it's true and seeing how that manifests, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do, man. People who are devout religious people I have respect for them even if I don't agree with them because it's not easy to live that kind of a life you know what I mean oh, yeah. reminds me of uh, this thing that Jordan Peterson said when he was in college I think it was and he, he recognized that uh, there were times when he had a little voice a little inner voice that was telling him you know whispering to him like 
you're full of shit when he would say certain things. Um, so that's why Jordan will say like, don't say anything that makes you feel weak. He'll yeah. say he'll, he'll give you advice like that, and, and it all stems from this this conversation with his conscience, where he where he would he noticed he had a conscience because it wouldn't shut up, because that, because he got so deep into this falsehood and into this academic shit that he didn't really believe, and he was so deep in, on that path that he subconsciously was panicking. And his conscience was, uh, even though he was on that career trajectory and he, you know, he wasn't going to do anything to fuck it up, um, he had this voice in the back of his head that said, you don't believe that. Yeah. You're full of shit. And so he decided, well, I'm just not going to say any of those things that, that get my conscience to, to chime in. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be dedicated, pay attention, and whenever I feel like that, I'm going to listen to my conscience. I'm going to do... You know, only say the things that make me feel strong, or the things that uh, you know what I mean. I wonder if, I wonder how many times since Jordan Peterson made that pledge to himself, how many times has he said those things? Because I bet you he has. Yeah. I mean, he's a human being, you know. Um, and then I would like to know when those times were. You know, like when was Jordan Peterson saying something that there was a voice in his head going, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know either. I would like to. Yeah. I wonder if he had that voice when he was getting into his benzo uh, situation. Good question. If he had, uh, speaking of which, man, I watched a do another documentary while I was... Uh, laid up. Laid up. It was called, uh, I think it was just called Zan Xanax. Xanadu. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I told Sorry. you. Can't be a comedy pot show today. Um, I think it was called Xanax. It was pretty brutal, man. They were yeah. talking about benzodiazepines and how they're prescribed and what the science hid, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty brutal, man. Uh, benzodiazepines, and, and they're advertised to women like crazy. And they were interviewing women and they were saying, like, the first time I took a benzo, I was like, oh... I can see why people get addicted to this. Yeah, I've never, I've never fucked with. I've it. never fucked with them, and I don't think I ever want to. I don't. Pills in general make me very nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even for what they're supposed to be for, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't like fucking with that stuff. No, no. I've seen and heard too many people fucked up on pills, and it's just like I don't want that. Nope. I don't want people to see me like that. You know, it's it's rough. It is rough. So I went to my cousin's. I haven't seen uh, that whole side of the family in a long time. This was a little while ago. But my one of my cousins got injured really badly at work. And uh, I think he fell off the back of a, like a garbage truck. Fucked himself up. Damn. So that, so he got he got on opiates for the pain. That sucks. And he is a mess. He is a mess. I went over there. I saw my aunt. I haven't seen her in a while. And cousin. And, and I, I said hello to him. And uh, he was fine. Perfectly fine. But then it was time for his pill. And he comes in, <coughs> comes in, takes the pill. And a couple of minutes later, I look over, and his he sprawled, sprawled back with his head laying on the back of the chair. And he was like, oh, I don't know how to describe it, man. He was like, so out of it, man. So out of it. It was like there was... It's like nodded off like he's on heroin. Exactly like yeah. that. Exactly like that. Because that's basically what it is. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And you could see the, like the 
you could see like he was swimming in it. Like mm-hmm. I, in his con- whatever state his consciousness is in, while he was laying there with his eyes closed, he was swimming in bubbles of bliss. Mm-hmm. And, and on the surface, I look at him and I see an overweight, um, very unhealthy, deteriorating and slowly dying, sad case. The saddest case I've ever seen. <coughs> and and he, he was oblivious to that, swimming in his heroin bliss. Yep. And it was brutal to see. <clears throat> like the separation from reality was absolutely brutal. He, that's all that white privilege, dude, you know? That's... <coughs> I, I, just to go back to that, the the LeBron thing, and like, there. Do you know how many white people in this country? And uh, let me just finish this thought. Do you know how many white people there are in this country who are currently in that situation? Tons of them. Okay. Um, millions. And, yeah, easily millions. Um, and it's like, just for people to walk around like LeBron, like white people, like you know, just. I, it really fucking boggles my mind. Like we have it any like any better off than you know? It just doesn't make sense, man. It's offensive. Like knowing, hearing that that story about your who is this? My, my cousin. I, I thought that's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I, I wasn't looking for you to yeah, name names. Yeah. Um, and just knowing the, how widespread that is, and how like people like to bring things up, uh, and honestly, most of the time. It's right-wing people bringing this up, but things like the Tuskegee experiments, where the government just blatantly is experimenting on black people, lying to them and doing medical experiments on them. And this is not like the conspiracy theory. This is a thing that we know happened. It's not... Were those the, the syphilis? Yep. Yeah. Infected them with syphilis. Told yes. them they were giving them health care for other things. Infected them with syphilis because they wanted to see how syphilis progressed in humans untreated. So beware of free shit from the government. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but then, you know, so, so I think a lot of black people, they feel like, you know, the government's against them. The, the system is against them. That's a common thing that we hear, you know, systemic, systematic, whatever you want to say, racism. Um, but like the system is against everyone. The system is against, it's not just against black people. The system is what has done this to these white people. I also think that there is some degree to which these white people have done it to themselves. So, um, that's something to consider. Like, you can't cry about the system, the system, the system. The system didn't force you to do anything. You picked the needle up. You you know, you know, put the pills in your mouth. Uh, there's definitely coercion, and I do have a problem with that coercion. I think that that coercion is evil, and I think that we can do things to make it stop if we're willing to be honest with ourselves about things. Mm. Um, but... I just think that it's... That's something that these people should realize is that it's not, they don't hate black people. They hate everyone. You know what, uh, you know what comes to my mind? There's some weird hypocrisy that I'm not sure how it goes unnoticed. Is that you have all, over the last several years in this country, you have all this tremendous gravity behind systemic racism, like you just brought up. You know, the, it's, it's in the police force, it's in, you know, hiring practices and government jobs, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, right? And, and the people never once think to themselves, the system is, the system is corrupt and needs to be uh, reformed. 
Oh, except for the welfare and the oh, yeah. uh, that part of the system's fine. It's like listen, we should man, give them more. That that part of the system is holding you down just as much as every other part of the system. Probably more. Probably fucking way more. That's your leash. It's your leash, exactly. It's it's asserting control and dominance over you. And and I'm, this is not just black people. This is every single poor person that's stuck to the teeth of the of the government. Dude, there's this video of my guy Owen Benjamin and he is he's it's this video where he's like going around showing him like milking his goats, feeding his goats, stuff like that. And the whole time he's like this is exactly what they're doing to you. Like um he's like the uh he's you know gets the goats attention so he can get them to come in and take their milk. He's got the grain. It's like that's the that's the welfare, the grain, the you know the distraction, the oh I want that. Mm-hmm. I, you know I, I love I love grain. I fucking love grain. Yep. You know um the comparisons between governing and farming are like I can't remember all the comparisons, but when you watch that video, you're like, that's like spot on, man. They are they're like harvesting, you know, harvesting votes. Yeah, harvesting votes, but I mean like harvesting human power and potential. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Through taxes, through just lots of different ways. So I want to I want to talk to you about community because this is something that came up when we were first talking about your interest in orthodox religion mm-hmm. and the, the church it's like you, you get this power like you just said but also resources and also mm-hmm. support and also you know com, com, you know uh, communion for lack of a better word you get all these things from a voluntarily chosen grassroots developed social organization that's not attached to the government in any way mm-hmm. that's so fucking valuable fucking a man and i i was reluctant to to kind of go that far really i for a while but now i see that if if regular people had more groups that they belong to that supported each other. See, I didn't think that you were that resistant to that idea because I've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's I think what finally dawned on me is how that undermines the power of the government oh, and, how, yeah. and how great that is. Mm-hmm. T- let's take power away, especially from the federal government, by doing more for ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the people that are supposed to represent us in government aren't doing that and don't give a shit about us. But the people, the 500-member you know, church community, let's say, that I, that I might belong to, they know you. Yeah, for they sure. They fucking know you. Yeah. And if something happens to you, people will actually care. Mm-hmm. You think a bureaucrat gives a shit if you have to file bankruptcy? You think if a bu- bureaucrat gives a shit if your kid dies? They don't give a shit, dude. They'll, they'll, they'll stick a vaccine in your kid that's not been tested and tell you you're a bad person for not giving it to them. Absolutely. They don't give a shit, man. Don't give a shit. So we need to form more bonds with each other so that we take more power away from the centralized authority. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely must happen as far as I'm concerned. I'm really coming full circle on this. There's this guy on a recent episode of Pete Quinonez's podcast. His, I don't know what his name is. He goes by the moniker of Dark Enlightenment. Um, and he was talking about on, on how small a scale that can be effective. He said you get like six families, um, well, you know, working together. You don't even have to be like in the same cul-de-sac or anything. You can be like 
you know, like 30 miles spread out from each other, as long as you're willing to work with each other. Um, I mean, it does help. I love the idea of a close quarters community like that. But, um, but yeah, just, he was talking about like, you get six families, uh, and starting, starting to do things like keeping your money inside the community, you know, like get it, buying a shed, all of the people who have gym memberships, cancel that, buy gym equipment. That's like $60 a month for the family members of 60 people. You're keeping all of that in the community now. Um, Like just building all of these institutions within your community, Um, you know, Uh, and it was powerful. He was talking about homeschooling even. Like you get one lady, you, you got one lady in your family who is a school teacher and wants to get out of that system. So she starts homeschooling all of the kids in the community. Right. Uh, and there are certain states where they'll give you money, you know, like because people like Corey DeAngelis have been doing a great job in like breaking the monopoly of education uh, that the government has. Um, so now there are certain states where if you homeschool your kid, the government will you know, reimburse your money that you paid into yeah. the system. Yeah. So you get $1,500 a kid. Oh, That's like, it's, she's, it's way more than that. Oh, is it? I don't, I have no it's idea. $9,000 a kid, per, something like that per year. That's how much the government. Oh no. Yeah. I, I know that's how much they spend, but I'm talking about how much the government would actually pay out to people. It's probably not that much. Yeah. I think that when they were talking about the um, vouchers, mm-hmm. that's what it was. $9,000. Oh, if so, that's true, that's crazy. You, and you, you people should definitely do what that guy said. 100%, man. Um, that, that's, that lady has gone from, maybe she's not making as much as she was when she was uh, an actual teacher in the system, but she's also living in this community now where the goal is to, like I said, keep the money inside the community. Don't, because even if you are opposed to, you know, s- state currency, um, it's still powerful in the world we live in and store, you know, don't give it away. Um, keep it, build your own power, build your own wealth, build your own influence within your community, build your community's influence, you know? Um, like what, what's easier as a parent? If I notice there's some things in the school that are failing, you know, like there's fighting going on, um, there's bullying going on, this, the teachers aren't able to do anything about it because of all the rules. Um, you know, the uh, test scores are falling. All this stuff's going on. As a parent, I say, okay, well, I go to the, I can go to the school board meeting. I can make a fuss. I can write letters to my congressman, and nothing's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or just do it yourself. Do it my fucking self. Yeah. You know, and there's so much that can. In, you know, even just that phrase that you brought up, keeping the money in the community and building the community. Mm-hmm. It's like every single one of us has an opportunity, if we want to, to build a community for ourselves, to build a reality for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do not have to rely on the federal government. We don't have to rely on the state government. We're, we're adults. We're big boys. We've got our big boy pants. You know, we're productive. We make money. We can do with that money whatever we want. You know, yep. we, we can... Buy, spend, waste all that money on Christmas presents because that's what capitalism tells us to do. Or we can invest that money for the, our future and the future of our kids. Yep. And we have every bit of control over that. I don't have to write a letter. I don't have to go to a council meeting. I don't have to. I don't have to take it up the ass from a bunch of bureaucrats. That's all you. It's all us. We have all of the power in our hands. All of it. Yep. And they try to scare you into thinking 
that if you do that, that they're going to come down on you. And you know what? Maybe they will come down on you. On some level, like you look at what was happening in Waco, kind of what we're talking about. I mean, if we're being, per it, was there stuff about it that the average person might have found weird? Sure. But that being said, you don't have to like things that people are doing. You don't have to, you know, like every policy and every, that's, that's, like the beauty of what I've always been talking about when I talk about these small communities that you're advertising right now is you don't have to do, this group doesn't have to do things exactly the same way as that group. Just don't fucking hang out with those people, right. you know? Um, so that's basically what was going on in Waco. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a funny example. Um, I think they said as the justification for going in there that there was um, abuse of kids, you know, that was the thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But uh, I guess the thing I want to say is... If there, was a, if there was abuse of kids, a good solution to that is killing those kids. That's, that's really, yeah, a really smart... That's a really good solution to that problem. I don't, I don't want to paint Burning this, them alive. I don't want to paint this um, like independence movement or whatever, whatever I'm trying to describe. Uh, I'm not trying to paint that up as like isolationist at all. I, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm envisioning this happening right here. Mm. In a state, in a municipality, in a country, it, under the uh, laws and structure that exist. But there are no rules or laws that say you cannot do what I just suggested. And we can have our independence from any part of the system we wish. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is do it. I'm not saying that you... They would find ways to make it hard for you. And that's dishonorable. And if that happened, at this day and age, it would be easy to show the truth of it to show you know if there was crackdowns happening why mm -hmm. you know why why yeah like why do you have a problem excuse me i'm sorry just took a drink of water like why do you have a problem that these people are trading raw milk you know like that's a problem for you enough for you to go arrest them and you know for you to go to pull up into their property with like vans and trucks and guns and body armor and that because they're selling unfiltered, you know, unpasteurized raw milk. It's crazy. That's crazy. Un exactly. Exactly. I, I saw, I this has been a little while ago, but I remember seeing a video of a SWAT team raiding a, uh, it looked like it was a convenience store that was selling raw milk from, from a farm or something. And the SWAT team busted in and with with fucking automatic rifles, you know, to a mom and pop. What in the Sam fuck, Kyle, can Makes justify wonder, that? It does make you wonder what would justify that. Like, why the prohibition against things like raw milk? Well, they will tell you, I imagine. We, we want it's to protect dangerous. you from yeah, being sick. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, but people don't really get sick. No. Meanwhile, people have been drinking raw milk for a hundred thousand years. That's what I'm saying. So, and like, it's the only milk, the only thing you can give to an infant without an immune system, and safely, completely safely. Yeah. We've been we've been doing it as a human species since at the beginning of agriculture. Yeah. So why? What is it? I have no idea. Control. It, it makes. That's one. There are some people I think who would say that the only reason they're doing it is because it's control. They can tell you what to do, and they're just asserting that their dominance. You know, not a fucking inch. 
Yeah, you don't get anything that Not we don't fucking tell you. Inch. So there's some people who would say that, and I think that there's probably some truth to that, but I just wonder if there's something more. You know, like, like are there some kind of health benefits to drinking raw milk that they don't want us to have? You know, horse meat is the same way. You can't eat horse meat. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's illegal to eat, to, like sell cook and eat horse meat why i don't know say that's that same question is there some and you can find like historical um you know documentation of ancient peoples talking about the health benefits of horse meat of eating they loved horse meat we're, we're calling this episode horse meat <laughs> i need to know that um but yeah now you're not allowed to do it <coughs> oh boy well listen um, I would eat some fucking horse. I would. I would. Ha- I would fucking love a just a delicious horse steak. Yeah, man. That what must that be like? I mean, I like horses, you know, when they're alive. But yeah. I'll still eat a fucking horse. I, I don't eat care. A horse all day long. Yeah. Um, would you eat a dog or a cat? I would probably. Um, it would be hard for me though, because. Would you? But, eat, would you eat a dog or a cat if you were in a country where they it was a delicacy where they where they. That's the scenario in which I would probably do. I, I don't think I would. There are loopholes that you can go through to eat dog in the United States legally. Hmm. I would have no interest in doing that. Um, but if I was over some, if I was someplace where like culturally they ate dog, that's the context in which I don't really think it's that weird, you know. Or if you were starving. Oh, I mean, I would eat a human if I was starving. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. If I have to, I have to. If you, you, have know? To survive, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I would. I'm not, you know, no bullshit. I watched this uh, documentary, a couple episodes called Our Universe. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be on Netflix, but it's also narrated by Morgan Freeman. I love Morgan Freeman. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, everyone enjoys uh, Morgan Freeman's narration. Anybody goes way back to Shawshank Redemption, where he narrated that movie, yeah. to Golden Voice. Uh, but I don't know. Um, he also narrates this show. And the first episode of the show is talking about how the energy from the sun provides the not only the matter that the world's that the solar system is made of, but also um, the life that develops on Earth. And it was fucking. I'm listening to this intro of this this first episode of this documentary, and it it was like the one of the most spiritual things I've ever seen in film that wasn't intended to be. I think you should check that out if you have an opportunity. Just talking about how, how, uh, <coughs> oh boy, just talking about how the, uh, the sun and the, and the energy from the sun, um, is, is literally is everything and, and runs through everything and is recycled by everything. You know, it is ne- never created or destroyed, but it's always being recycled. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of like all of these ancient people that worship the sun, mm-hmm. and it was fucking well done. So that's a that's an aside. But if you have a chance to to look that up, the first episode of that, our universe, our universe, it's not intended to be. But if you fucking listen to that, it's it's like a it's like a description of God. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Well, then I mean, they're gonna be kind of confused because space is fake. So. <laughs> But I, you know, I can take the point. Uh, even even though I think space is fake, I don't. Maybe I think space is fake. I no. don't know. We'll see. Space is definitely not fake. But maybe Have you it been is. there? No. Um, there's a <coughs> there's a guy that I I quote a bunch. His name is Robert Dykroff. 
I've just seen him. I've seen him in doc, various physics documentaries. He's a he's a, a physicist at the Center for Advanced Study, which is uh, in Princeton. I believe it's in Princeton. And uh, he says that he thinks space is created <coughs> by particles becoming entangled, which is something that happens, you know, at the quantum quantum level. So the Big Bang, mm -hmm. and you've got all these particles that get connected to each other, and the connection is what you and I are walking through. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That's so in that in that regard, space is fake. You know, it's it's literally a relational property that that was created. I don't even know. Like I, I don't have the I don't have the fucking. That is if he's right. No, yeah, and, there's, and no one knows, of course. Yeah. But he's one of the smartest physicists in the world, and that's what he says. So space, fake? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, space is fake is more referring to, like, the moon and Mars and the black outside of the Earth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Space is fake is tied in a lot with flat Earth. Mm. It's like, this is what there is, the Earth, mm. and, like, this dome above us, and beyond that... That like uh, like the uh, the solar system and the galaxies and stuff like that. It, it's like a, a big Jewish lie, you know. According to the the flat earthers and yeah. the yeah. the uh, so what's what's this resting upon? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. They 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 pro they might have some answer for you. I don't. I have no idea. I I'm not saying that I buy into that. Um, but it's a theory. You tweeted something. Yeah, yesterday I retweeted. Oh yeah, it was a tool lyric. Oh, was it? Like, yeah. I couldn't remember what it was, but it, but it made me laugh. As <laughs> uh, well, I've got some advice for you, little buddy. Before you point your finger, you should know that I'm the man. I'm the man, and you're the man, and he's the man as well. So you can point that fucking finger up your ass. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's from a song called "Hooker with a Penis" by Tool. Yeah, Tool, man. All right. I got. We're gonna do another Tool episode now that we can like. Sh we got to figure out how to get the audio. Yeah, I'll test it out. Because we're going to do a reaction video because there's, there, I've been telling you since my early, you know, Tool episodes that there are Tool lyrics that you will fucking vibe with yeah. and there are uh, Tool videos that you need to see because of the shit that you're into. Okay. I'm um, sure you're right. And also, just... Just to put it out there, Maynard James Keenan from Tool is the best lyricist on the face of the planet. Um, maybe not the face of the planet, but I don't know any better. I don't know anybody who writes lyrics that can be... Like, when he wants to write a meaningful, like, deep song, he can do that. When he wants to write a funny, like, biting, sarcastic song, he can do that. When he wants to write a song that is, um, like... I don't know if spiteful is the right word, but... I maybe to some to some, but if he wants if he wants to like eviscerate something, he can do that. Uh, in the band of Perfect Circle, this is another thing I want to do on the podcast is talk about. So there's this song by a Perfect Circle called Judith. I know you know it. Uh, you might not know it by title, but you definitely know that song. Um, and it's about. I don't want to give it too much of it away because we're going to do a podcast about it. I, I want to do something about it in an episode. Yep. But um, I don't. I, we're going to talk. We're we're going to talk about let's, that. Let's, it's going to be in the future. Let's turn turn to Kanye then, since we okay. we kind of teased that. Yeah. So you, you obviously been paying more attention, so let's. 
Take it away. What have you heard that he said? Because that, that's what I'm interested in. Anti-Semitic shit. So, yeah, that's... Period. Nothing else. I don't... But I, did you hear, like, the words actually come no, out of his mouth? No. You just heard people say he said some anti-Semitic stuff. Yep. And then I saw him with a black sock on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking to Alex Jones. Yep. And I thought, this fucking guy. Kanye? Yeah. What do you mean? What are you doing, man? Why? I don't understand, like... He had a... I don't know how long he was on that podcast. About almost three hours. Three hours with the sock on your head? Whole time, yeah. What the hell, man? It's, um... You don't get it at all? I mean, if you're asking me to interpret it, I can fucking throw some ideas at you, but watching him have a conversation with two other guys who aren't wearing socks on their head for the whole time, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Kanye? I don't know, man. I, like, I can't, obviously I can't interpret for you exactly what Kanye was thinking for doing it, but my initial reaction is not to sit, to, to think that Kanye's crazy. Um... For wearing the mask. Um, I, I So, I don't think that Kanye is as crazy as people are making him out to be, but he, I do think that Kanye might have a touch of the crazy, but we all have a touch of the crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's this one thing that he was doing. Uh, do you know the name of the Prime Minister of Israel? Um, right now? Is it Netanyahu or is it... I don't know if it's still Netanyahu. I think it is, but it might not be. Uh, but yes, Netanyahu is who I'm talking about, or who Kanye was talking about. And he was doing this thing where he had a fishnet and a bottle of Yoohoo, and he was talking with it as Benjamin Netanyahu oh in this high-pitched like puppet voice. What? It was. What? It was so crazy, but it was <laughs> funny. Um. Yeah. So, a lot of his behavior was like erratic and kind of like crazy. But the stuff that he was saying was really not that crazy. It's just like taboo, you know. So he was just saying like, the like the, the people that that own um, a lot of the news in Hollywood and all of the, the all that stuff happened happen to be Jews. Mm-hmm. That's all he says. So uh, no, he says he says some things that are definitely very controversial. He says <laughs> he says the words. I love Hitler. Oh, no, he didn't. He did. He says, I love Nazis. He says, like, he said that initial time, and then, like, maybe an hour later, he says, with this emphasis, he says, I love Hitler. Okay. What? Yeah. Why Alex Jones or... Alex Jones, yeah. How does he defend that? Um, he's... you, You have to watch it in context. He's... So... Kanye is very much like trying to be a Christian person at this point in time. And I think that if you ask somebody like Mother Teresa, should you have love for Hitler? Yes, you should. Absolutely, yeah. That's it. Is that what he meant? Yes. Wow. But you can't, but you, if you take that out of context. Well, he, so he gives people ammunition to say, to, he gives people ammunition to make it easy to like, take it out of context because he also says and this is another thing that's very controversial he says that hitler did good things Mm -hmm. which regardless of how you feel about hitler that's true in what way hitler was an extremely competent leader before all of this you know the stuff you know towards the end of his his you know tenure in power 
he started doing things that were more questionable. Uh, in the beginning, though, Hitler was good for Germany. Germans loved Hitler. But I always thought that the Weimar situation that led to Hitler's rise of power and the, how like low Germany had become and how desperate and poor the country had become and uh, and then you know with World War one and all that that uh, what what Hitler did was started a war and industry was required to run the war engine so that, they, hold on let me finish mm -hmm. so then you've got people like FDR here who get credit for the same thing FDR saved America from the Great Depression FDR blah, that is blah, not blah, the blah. only way that that Hitler helped that that Hitler saved Germany. There's some truth to that, um, but again, that came later. This the the rising of Germany from what the Allies did to them after World War One started way before World War Two. Um, Hitler undeniably was a good leader until a certain point, and I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I mean, you're in a war, so things, you know, I'd like things... To know, I'd like to know what Hitler did prior to... He invented the highway system. Specifically for war. Okay. So what what did he do prior to um, building the, he rebuilt the their, German military? He rebuilt their currency. But how, I wonder? I don't know any of the history. How, how, do, you, how do you do that? Um, I forget the details of it, but, I mean, it's not... Like, he definitely did it. So, I mean, regardless of how he did it, it worked for Germany, you know? So it makes sense. Uh, if you have a leader who is doing things, making things happen, and bettering your everyday life, it makes sense that, you know, that the people are going to love it. But isn't, isn't it true that, that Hitler got, and I think this is true, Hitler funded his policies by taking property from Jews. He took business. Maybe from at Jews. a certain point, maybe at a certain point that was true, but I don't think that was the entire, um, you know, the entire, like, tenure of his, his, of his term. Would you even call it a term in that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but in his time in office, I, I would, guess I would, I would say. I would be interested to see the bullet points of, of the argument that could be made that says Hitler... This was, was making legitimate, positive progress. You should look into it. It seems like you're afraid to, like most people, which is exactly why Kanye is in trouble right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid. You're not allowed to say anything. Dan Carlin even said this in an episode. I forget which episode it was. Oh, it was the it was the the Wrath of the Khans because people have this like, you know, Genghis Khan. Yeah, he killed millions of people. But, you know, he also did a lot of good stuff. So why can you say that about Genghis Khan, but you can't say that about Hitler? Why can you say people will, people today, we can go on YouTube right now and find videos of people talking about the the benefits that people like Lenin, Stalin, Mao brought to the world. Yeah. And there there are some of those that maybe they're even right. Maybe maybe Lenin, Stalin, and Mao did have some kind of innovation or some kind of idea that that in the midst of all of their other terrible ideas, did has brought some kind of positive yeah, thing to the world. I guess I'm just like, okay, for some reason, sweeping any of that 
under the weight. I, of, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, it's like um, I don't give that. I don't give credit one iota of credit to FDR. I think he was the worst president we ever had. Period. Full stop. And that's a very controversial thing to say. It's that's not what the history books tell you. That's not what I learned in school. That's not that's not the in, indoctrination that I was put under. Uh, FDR was the greatest president. That's what I was told, mm-hmm. and I don't think so. Yeah, and, I don't and, think so either. But and, and you could say that his progressive policies, his big government policies, allowed for X Y Z and paved the way for X Y Z. And I don't give him credit for any of that because what he did was so bad. It started. It, what what Franklin Roosevelt did was so bad that it started. It paved the way for the basically the collapse of our economy. Now, if the United States economy collapses, if it collapses at all, it's because of FDR. In 1940, fucking 1940, it's because of that motherfucker. That's how. That's how I see it. I don't get. I. I won't give him credit for anything he might have done that was good. I don't understand how you get around giving somebody credit for something they did that was good, though. I'll like, tell you how you do it. You just don't do it. <laughs> but but do you understand what I mean, though? Whether whether you think that his overall contribution was good or not, that's not necessarily. I'm not. I I don't think much of FDR either. Um, that being said, if you can put and I don't. I can't think of an example really. But if you can put evidence in front of me of something good that FDR did, I'm sure there probably is, really. Probably is, right? I but don't know. if you show that to me, I'm not going to be able to say, no, you're wrong about that, because you're right, you know? Um, and I do. I think that is an objective way to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right about that. And it's interesting to me that you can do that with any other world leader. Throughout the history of humanity. I'm sure you're right. But not Adolf Hitler. I'm sure you're right, yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, going back to that Paul Reiser show. Yeah. So Paul Reiser tells this joke, which we've all heard before, but he tells it to one of the characters who hadn't heard it before, and he cracked up laughing. Maybe it was key. And it it was he, I don't know the joke exactly, it has different versions, but it's something like this. It's like um, he's talking about how he's talking about how he built this great bridge. And he did this great act, and he did that great act, and he's talking about all the stuff he did, but nobody calls him the bridge builder or the whatever. But you fuck one goat, he says. <laughs> you yeah. fuck one goat. You're a goat fucker. You're a goat fucker. So, but that's exactly the logic with FDR. It's like, I don't care if he did anything good. He's still a fucking goat fucker, man. Yeah. Well, you can be a goat fucker and... Still have that's fun, you know. Overall, yes, you're still a goat fucker, but you got that one. It's like okay, that that worked, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I just don't like. I don't understand the like the disconnect. Like I don't understand why it can't be both. You know, like yes, overall, fuckhead, don't like him. Yeah, and same with Hitler. Like, um, yeah, overall, not good. Like, look at. Even if you if you believe that in the beginning he was working for the benefit of Germany, by the end of it he wasn't. You know, like um, it's just you know a, a lot about World War Two was just completely fucked. And I think that the history around World War Two is because of things like what what we're talking about, where you can't <coughs> talk about certain things. You're not even allowed to fucking say certain things. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, 
it, that's true, man. It is censorship, and I feel it. I feel it, it makes, right. I feel it right now with this this low level podcast of ours. That you know, I still feel the pressure while we're talking about Hitler. You know. Yeah, for sure. Where's I mean, we're going to upload this to YouTube, mm-hmm. and YouTube has a an algorithm that sorts through like pretty much everything that gets uploaded, and like you know, analyzes what's being talked about, looks for keywords. You know, it probably won't be a problem because I think that we've we're talking about something. You know what I mean? Um, although I don't know, I do say controversial things. This so. one, yeah, this one's coming right down. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> YouTube's gonna go. Nope. I don't know. I think we might be all right. Um, horse meat. Horse meat. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think that, uh, I think that a lot of the stuff Kanye said, I don't think it was really that bad. I, it's like, you're not allowed to say anything bad about Jewish people. That's like, if you do, you're, I mean... It's you know it's over for you. Like look well, at what has happened well, on the, to Kanye. On the, on the left though, like like um, what's that lady's name? Uh, AOC. The one uh, the the one that wears the hijab. Oh yeah. With AOC. What's um, her name? Uh, Ilana Omar. Yes, she can talk, she can say bad things about the Jews all day long. She's got her little um, her little niche where she's allowed to, but for the most part, people are not allowed to. Yep. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, know, I know I know what you mean. And. Any criticism of any Jewish people means that you're criticizing all Jewish people. Um, and just like for some reason that get like gets it makes people all sensitive, you I'll know? T- I'll tell you what, man, you can't lump you can't lump people together meaningfully. You can't. You can't but like what if people lump themselves together though? <coughs> <clears throat> I was thinking about the uh, the podcast that was it Martyr Made about the um, about the formation of the State of Israel mm-hmm. Martyr Made podcast. Yeah, Harold think- Cooper. Oh, it's a thinking- great series. Great series. I was thinking about that just while you were talking and like the different groups that the- he talks about um, in that whole story. Mm-hmm. You got like these Zionist groups, and then you got these more traditional groups. Uh, you got more radical groups, and they all have different names and like. You know, different leaders. I don't remember the details. But. So there's the Ergun, there's Haganah, there's, uh, as far as the leaders go, there's the Menachem Begin, yeah. there's, um, I can't remember, Ariel Sharon, there's all, you know. Yeah, so, so even among those people at the beginning of the state, the, the state of Israel, um, you couldn't, there are certain groups there that, I would feel easier talking bad about, but you can't even do that because yeah. pe- because you can't because pe- nobody sees a distinction, and that's a problem, man. Yep. it's a problem with group identity. I think group identity is a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have as big a problem with group identity. I think that it um, it's unavoidable to a certain extent, you know. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I think uh, I'd just be interested to see what happens with Kanye. I mean, you know, he put out that original tweet that he's, you know, going deathcon on the Jew, on like the Jewish people, um, and just 
people are constantly like, oh, the Jews don't really have any like power. But look at what they did to Kanye. I mean, yeah. he and I say they, but what he came out, he said something negative about Jews, and he lost billions of dollars over the course of like two days. Mm. His he had his bank accounts canceled. Who are the black Hebrew Israelites? I don't know. I, I mean, I there I know that there's some group of people who think that they're that they're like the lost tribe of Israel. Hmm. Um, I would say if there's a lost tribe of Israel, that honor has to go to the Ethiopians. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of there's actually lots of Jewish black Jewish people in North Africa, not just Ethiopia. Yeah. Well, I know in Ethiopia they have undeniable genetic evidence that those certain tribes there are Jewish. They have, they share genetic markers with Hebrews. I heard that um, one of the people going down there banging black ladies and, you know, making little African Jewish babies is like King David. Like, like it's not just like soldiers and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, well, the story the story there is King Solomon, right? And, yeah. and uh, Queen of Sheba. So that's what I meant to say, yeah. not David. Yeah, Solomon. Yeah. Solomon and Sheba had Menelik. Menelik? I can't remember. Menelik, yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. That's how the story goes. All right, man, let's wrap this one up. we got to wrap it up a little early because my wife's not feeling well and i got to be a superhero because she was for me this past week. Well, i got to get out of here so I don't fucking catch your guys' cooties. I know, you got some sweat on your forehead. It's hot as fuck down here. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I also have, like, long underwear on and, you know, because it's cold. Yeah, it is cold. All right, guys. Peace.